Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and a sleepy, sleepy Lou. Oh come on! Right, <laughs> Monaco was over more than twenty-four hours ago. You well, should have had time to get a coffee down your neck at least by no, now. I think it's uh, I think it's left any like an even bigger fucking uh, like. Like permanent damage, maybe I just got permanent brain damage. It's like a shit Christmas, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. all the all the build up, and then and then nothing happens. The anti climax, yeah. The, yeah, mo- the yeah. Mogadon Grand Prix, which leaves you, yeah, which leaves you feeling, you know, feeling washed out and a little bit tired for days afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fucking perfect, actually. Yeah, like a particularly <laughs> like a particularly uninspiring festival that you regret buying tickets for, but your mates talked you into going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of these bands. Why am I here? But anyway, <laughs> I mean, we we knew and we said as much last week. We are, you know, if um, if you want wheel to wheel racing and constant action from lights to flag, then go watch something else that weekend. I think qualifying yeah. lulled us into a false sense of security, though, didn't it? And yeah. that we thought, oh, there's a Ferrari at the front of the field, Mercedes are nowhere, this is going to be an interesting race, and it didn't happen, probably because of Ferrari. Well, because um, because qualifying was so like interesting, mm. before we talk about the race, what do you think about um, Charles Leclerc? I think he crashed on purpose. <coughs> I thought that. Chris has vanished. And I don't think he, he did it. If it was on purpose, he chose one of the worst spots on the circuit to do it because that was always going to cause a lot of damage because it's one of the fastest bits of the track. The thing is, every year you get somebody um, somebody hitting the, that corner of the armco in the swimming pool. Every year, at least one person does it. Mm-hmm. And most, you know, most years you get somebody um, crashing there terminally. I mean, Lance Stroll did it during the race and survived, and apparently that was more interesting than Vettel doing the only on-track overtake of the whole day, <laughs> according yeah, to the TV but... producer, which we will get to later. But there's that, and then there's doing it on the last lap of qualifying when you're already down on your personal best, and you know Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas are going quicker than you, and you're in a Ferrari, which probably won't have another chance to win a race all year. No, I think I think if he'd have been going for a cause a yellow flag scene, he'd have done it somewhere else because it it is not the way to do it there. And if he did, he, he oversold it a bit. That's it. I think I think he just did it too well. Um, I've got a theory on why he did it too well. I think it'd be really difficult to crash a Formula One car on purpose because you've got that thing inside your head of not not want to cause yourself damage. Um, whereas if on that particular part of the circuit. Just brush a little bit too close, you know, bang it, um, like knock your suspension a little bit, and you, you've done it. You you only have to crawl to a halt. But I think he's just like you say. I think he's he's oversold it. Nah, it's far easier to spin. Yeah. It. I think there's loads of places where you could wreck a front wing and shit carbon fiber everywhere and cause everyone else a hoo ha. Or um, but, but then you look like Rosberg, and and it's obvious what you've done. Spin and stall at the Rascast. Yeah, but Rosberg didn't wreck his car. No, but he, but everybody knew what he'd done. I I like like I say it was that thing. It was the uh, onboard radio from um, Carlos Sainz when they radioed in to tell him that uh, there was a yellow flag, and he he just messaged back saying, uh, "So I'm sorry, guys. This is really unfair." And it was it was just, it was a really strange reply, like there'd been discussions of something, and it's fucking Ferrari. No, if it was, they wouldn't have discussed it with Sainz. 
Yeah, I wonder, uh, I, I wondered with that if it was signs wanted to get out first, perhaps. Maybe. I mean, I, don't, don't, I, for, I, don't forget, there's a delay on the radio. So if you heard science radio after the crash, it doesn't actually mean it happened after. No, the crash. it wasn't. It wasn't after the crash that day. They they replayed it on F1 TV the next day. But no, I, so, I, I, I don't. I don't think it was deliberate. I just think it was crap. Mm, no, I think. I, I think. I think. I think it was Ferrari doing a Ferrari thing. Thing is, they were fast enough anyway because they could have had two cars up there. But because yeah, but you say they were fast enough, but when everything was getting turned up, I think Charles Leclerc would have been third because I think Bottas and Verstappen were going to go quicker. And Sainz was going quicker as well than he had already gone. That's why I think he thought it was unfair because he was on a really fast lap and he had to back out because of the red flags. I don't think he was quicker than Max or Bottas, though. Wasn't he purple in the... Um... He was quicker than Leclerc, definitely. Yeah, he was quicker than Leclerc. I don't think he was quicker than Max or... Max was fucking flying. I mean, don't don't forget, science wouldn't have known anything about it because any time there's any form of shenanigans, the Spanish driver knows nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, this is obvious. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, that's my my tuppence worth anyway. Yep, and He's that's what nasty, you're t- that's what you're talking through. Nasty, <laughs> nasty cheat he is. The dirtiest driver Formula One has ever seen. <laughs> So, has then, Mazepin. <laughs> Do you know what? Very well, actually, quiet weekend for Mazepin. Hash Schumacher, I think you'll find. Was that deliberate? <laughs> Apparently it cost $500,000 to repair. That's a, that's a lot of damage for one crash. Yeah, do not fuck slam the wall. No. No. I don't, I don't care who your favourite drivers are. Uh, Hass's G... Well, that's a you, way to like drop Hass's out. junior drivers aren't the junior drivers you're looking for, are they? Hmm? You glitched then briefly, but I think no, I heard it. that. It, it got that. It got there in the end. You just um, you just did the drop out and then come back faster. Yeah. The anti Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean Hass just <sighs> we're in Monaco this weekend. Schumacher was in a wall. A couple of times. I yeah. think he had one in practice as well. Yeah, Mazepin, though, very, very quiet. Probably a lot of people were expecting a bit of drama from him, but he seemed to be pointing the right way most of the times. To be fair, there was nowhere to spin to, was there? So, I mean, no, he might have no. just been literally rubbing the armco the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation 1 pole position on the old yeah. Formula 1 game. Yeah, yeah. Like Smack the armco all the time, you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because he's had a, a torrid start to the season, they um, put him on easy mode and turned damage off for him this weekend. Possible, possible. He is reasonably comfortable with rubbing up against things. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to work this out earlier. I don't know if you've seen... A, Chris, you said you haven't, but Liam, have you seen any of the F2 so far this season? No, I haven't. Right, because they have, they have a new slowest driver ever. We're talking sort of five or, five or six seconds at least per lap off the pace. Alessio Manganathan look like Hamilton. Oh, it does God. make him look racy. Yeah, Alessio Deleda. We're trying to work out if Haas are the Alessio Deleda of F1 or Alessio Deleda is the Haas of F2. I mean, Alessio mm-hmm. Deleda looked shit in F3 and somehow has got a promotion. I'm assuming money. That can, that can be the only explanation. The fact that he sounds like a fake Formula One driver from a film that does really well <laughs> might have something to do with it. 
And speaking about things that look like fake Formula One, I realized that the McLaren looks more like a Project Cars Formula One car with the Gulf livery on than the Williams looks like a Project Cars Formula One car. Formula, Formula A, please remember, copyright here. Yes, <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> so, yeah, has done, finished. Um, next in the lineup of anonymity is uh, Williams. Um, they lapped both Hasses. Yeah, they did. That's crackers. Mm. I wonder if they've done much lapping before. I don't know. I thought so. But, you know, it was, again, Mr. Saturday, George Russell getting the car into Q2, and then, you know, it wasn't particularly, um, you know, it wasn't like pushing for Q3, was he, this time round? But then it was, you know, post-pit stops, where they, where they came out after the pit stops, much like the rest of the group, we're going to repeat ourselves a lot here, <laughs> that's kind of where they finished. Yeah. Well, yes, because there weren't any overtakes. On track, anyway. That- no, I don't think with I don't think there was a single on track overtake after the pit stops. I mean, wasn't wasn't the Vettel on Gasly technically an overtake? It was. It was. They were was level, weren't they? As Vettel came out of the pits, he was pretty much level with Gasly and just. I mean, I've, I've only seen it on Twitter because the TV director. Apparently, Alonso overtook someone on lap one because Alonso got three on. places were, on lap one. Yeah, there yeah, were lap so, one overtakes. Yeah, but but I think he did it like it was. It he did one or two off the start, and then one later on during the lap. But after, after lap one, there was bugger all. Else. I mean, yes. Schumacher overtook Mazepin at the hairpin, which I thought was. Mm. And then Mazepin got him brave. back at some point. A brave move, and then Mazepin, yeah, because Schumacher had the power problem later on and lost nine mm. nine seconds in the space of a lap. Power um, problem is that he drives a house. Oh, Chris, you, you your gone? cable's fallen out. You sound like you're in the bathroom again. No, not again. <laughs> Unless you are in the bathroom. No, no, I'm not in the bathroom. The cable seems to be fine. Ooh. Ooh. Unplug and plug it back in? Yeah, I'll try that. So, uh, while Chris is doing that... Um, but yeah, Williams, again, just... That's the problem That's the problem with back, with back markers at Monaco. They just completely end up completely anonymous. Mm. And has Chris returned? Well, yeah, I was back before, but Yay. I'm still here. Properly back, yeah, and it's so hard to do anything about it, and you just got to hope that somebody in front of you crashes. That's yeah, all you can hope for. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't see a safety car, but is it that nobody was pushing hard enough? Do you think during this race because the top nine? I know we're nowhere near the top nine yet, but the top nine were all doing the same lap time. That is, to me, that just means, oh, just going to manage this this pace, and uh, because I know that no one can get anywhere near me, that's not a race. I think that's it, isn't it? I don't think it's that people weren't pushing; it was that they couldn't push. They were pushing as hard as they could, and it was all fairly level. Yeah, there's nothing to push for. I mean, you can you can get up as close as you can behind somebody, and then what do you do after that? Yeah, exactly. You lose a front wing. That, that that that's what I mean. It's just you know, yeah. You know, it's 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 the usual Monaco gripes. Unfortunately, I mean, there was there was people going on on Twitter all the way through, it, and I, I ended up just sort of stopping looking at Twitter by about sort of lap ten or twelve, and was like, "Oh, this is terrible. This is the worst race ever." Like, oh, shut up! You know exactly what you're getting. Wait it's until we get to France. <laughs> yeah, yeah. France is a, is a circuit where you think that you're going to be able to overtake. 
that's that's the that's the the killer with that. And Monaco, you kind of know what's happening, but yeah, France is, was just something else, wasn't it? Yeah, nobody's quite sure what. Uh, right, Alfa Romeo next. Um, points per Giovinazzi, which leaves Kimi, who was 11th... Well, point per Giovinazzi. Uh, which leaves Kimi as the only non-Hassel Williams driver yet to score. We've got to be looking at Kimi's last season now, surely. How long have know, we been yeah. saying this? Yeah, but now, now this season, after last season, Giovinazzi is now putting Kimi away. I think that what we need to rethink is 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 Giovinazzi putting Kimi away because Kimi's doing a bad job, or is Giovinazzi just like genuinely has it started to come to him? I think it started to come to him slowly. It's taken too long. It's taken too long, really, for for somebody who had so many high hopes as a Ferrari junior. I don't ever see him getting in a Ferrari, if I'm honest. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's. I think it, it's come to him. It's just taken a very long time to come to him. Yeah, I, I just again, I don't recall either Alpha doing anything particularly noteworthy. Didn't Kimi let Giovinazzi pass at one point? I do not recall I that. Don't know. Let's. I mean, let's be honest. Also, do, do worth we... pointing out. Worth pointing out as well. Kimi Raikkonen did stall on the uh, on the uh, formation lap. Did he? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> how he does Kimi the... not know how to do a start by now? They they on the formation lap when they all stopped at Raskas, Kimmy stalled and had to restart it using the battery. <laughs> uh let's have a look. Raikkonen and Giovinazzi. Um let's have a let's have a look. Uh they pitted Giovinazzi first, Kimmy passed him while he was in the pits, and then Kimmy pitted. And Giovinazzi passed him. So it was a pit pass. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, if if you if you're a straight line enthusiast, <laughs> go to f1.com and look at the um, look at the lap chart because all is you it, will see is straight lines. Every- is it almost like a like a spreadsheet? Because I know you're a fan of spreadsheets. I, I love There's not much spread on this, is there? Not really. It's more. A, it's more a sheet. I mean, it's got the same. <laughs> it's got. It's got the same pattern as sheets I used to have much as a kid. Like Monaco. <laughs> Monaco was a big sheet. Yeah, it's it's just lots and lots of um, lots and lots of straight lines with not a great deal in between. Um, I was going to say Sonoda lost places at the end, but that was because he pitted last. That's it. It's just. Yeah, you can see when the pit stops were between lap 29 and the majority of pit stops had finished by lap 37. A couple more in the early 40s. Sonoda late on and then just nothing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Alfa Romeo. Back to the days of Anonymous Sauber Forum. For now, but I mean, scoring points, so... Yeah, I think we'll we'll see better th- better things from this year at um, circuits where you can I don't know um, drive rather than yeah. follow. Alpine Ocon in ninth and Alonso in thirteenth. Alonso did not get to grips with this weekend at all. I mean, he made a good no. start to the race, and then like yeah, but it everyone was Saturday else, again wasn't it? it was like yeah. Saturday that, that that cocked it 
Um, Your cable's gone again. No, it was Saturday that cocked it for him totally, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Chris, your cable's gone again, I think. No, it's you fine. It's in place. You <laughs> no, you sound like you're in the bathroom. <laughs> I've just worked out what's wrong with Flood's microphone. It's not the cable. For some reason, his laptop's switching between his microphone and the internal speaker on the microphone. Ah, that it, would do yeah, it. Yeah, it does sound like shitty laptop mic. Probably is, but... Right, check your laptop settings and go back Go back to your plug-in mic. And still, this is more interesting than the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, it is. <laughs> ah, you're back again. It's, it's whereby. It's not my laptop. It's, it keeps going. It keeps thinking that the laptop mic is a default microphone. That is. Yeah. Be- it could be because you've got a dodgy cable and um, it keeps losing signal. Cable's fine. It's just a socket that I keep having to check occasionally. Ah, ah every Inside computer's got a dodgy USB. Baseball. Anyway, back to um, back to Alpine. Yeah, Alonso didn't get to grips with things on Saturday. Bad qualifying, and once you get a bad qualifying in Monaco, you're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he made up a few places at the start. What was it three people he got passed on the first lap? He did gain well, three he did places. Three places, but everyone made up one place because Charles Leclerc didn't start. This is true. That is true. So he made up two places technically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, again, we we didn't see him, but we didn't hear him complain, which I assume is a good thing. Just accepted it, I think. Did he on 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 Saturday that that? Yeah, I, th- I think you can, it was going to get. You can't you can't do anything but accept it if you have a crap Saturday. Um, Ocon though is looking the stronger, still looking the stronger of the two. Yep, and apparently there's discussions over a new contract. There is. This has been uh, reported in the last couple of days. He's after a, a multi-year new deal with Alpine. They have they have begun talks apparently. I think if they can't get hold of Gasly, he's pretty, you know, he's looking like a good choice, isn't he, to keep that seat? Yeah, he seems seems solid enough. They've got lots of drivers in sort of F two and F three at the moment who, you know, in a year or two, if if Alonso doesn't stick around more than a couple of years, will be ready to go. So. Mm. Is Lundgaard an Alpine driver? Uh, Lundgaard is, Guan Yu Zhou is, Oscar Piastri is. That, I think, might be the one they're waiting for. Um, oh, Piastri, okay. Piastri. he seems pretty good. Um, Colette, who's in F3, is one of their lot. I think they've got quite a few in F3. Uh, Victor Martin in F3 is one of theirs. I think there's a couple more kicking around as well. And, um, was it Euro Formula Open? Basically, um, they put about 50% of the grid. Yeah, most because of them, they, I think. They supply the engines. So. <laughs> I think that's that's just like their proving ground. Yeah, they have lots of children. Breeding Petri dish or something. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can probably say Ocon, Ocon's staying on. I, I know I was saying, you know, Ocon's only holding that, keeping that seat warm for Gasly because, yeah, they want a French driver and it's going to be him. But he's proving his worth. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what... What do you think Gasly does... I mean, obviously, apart from State Toros, if he's got the option, but I, I, I don't know where there is for him to go. Yeah. He's ended, up, he's ended up kind of in that limbo because, I mean, Horner's more or less said he's never driving a Red Bull again. Yeah. Williams, maybe, if George moves, he'd be a good option for Williams. I suppose it's whether he'd want to go to Williams. It, yeah, but it would, ha- it would have to be a, a end, Yeah, it would mm-hmm. have to be a much better Williams than it is now. And if it's a much better Williams than it is now, with the team having more money than they've got, 
uh, over the previous few years. You know, could they get a Perez maybe if Red Bull decide not to keep him on? I'd take Gasly over Perez. Or, you know, the return of Hulk. I'd take Gasly over Hulk. I mean, Hulk's been saying he's got options for next year. Yeah, so uh, so did Grosjean. Um, yeah, yeah, like Gasly's so young, like he's so he's he's much younger, so he'd be he'd be a better option to take than one of those guys. I think we're more more or less all of the opinion that George Russell is not going to be driving that Williams next year. Uh, well, I didn't realize this. His contract's up, didn't he? Did we speak about this last week? So, you know, he he has to go somewhere. He can't stay in that car. His contract and with if... his contract with Williams is up at the end of the year, but I think he's still contracted to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. That I sounds familiar. But I wonder whether there's one of those like get out clauses on it because he he can't be um, contracted to Mercedes for like his life from where he is. So, I wonder if there's a a situation you know, like Van Dorn had where his contract ran out and it was a case of, look, if we, if they didn't put him in the car when they did, they lost him altogether. I mean, if that is the case with Mercedes, they'll probably put him in the car anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't, you, you know, it's, it, 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 it would be wrong, morally wrong just to shelve a driver, wouldn't it, until that, that option that we might need him. Yeah. I mean, who do they think, who do they, think they are? Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean the orga- Red- I mean I mean the organization rather than the team. I will keep, let's give Red Bull one some props. They always get those people in Formula One. You know they might destroy them and make them never want to race racing cars again, but they allow them to race. Yeah, I mean five five of the top six this weekend have been in the Red Bull program. True. <laughs> and how many ex Red Bull drivers were racing in other series this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly I mean, all of been, them. They've been through so many fucking drivers that part of the fucking meet for catering was part of the Red Bull Young Driver program. <laughs> Whatever happened to Jaime Algashwari? <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's now some sort of booner. <laughs> Are you going to tell us what happened to Jaime Algashwari, Chris? Well, apparently he's making a return to racing and he's also uh, launching some sort of uh, weekly stream show where he talks about his music and his racing. Uh, I learned this uh, through a round-robin tweet that came through to my DMs. So Jaime Elgaswari <laughs> slid into your DMs is what you're saying? Yes, he did. And he called me an amigo. <laughs> and everyone else. I mean, <laughs> we were used to seeing him slide into Armco. <laughs> No, to be fair, Algashwari was okay. I think he was just uh, he was overtaken by the likes of uh, Jean Eric Verne, and that was he coming through. Mm. Yeah, uh, but, I think I still think Jean Eric Verne and and Daniel uh, Ricciardo as well. Don't forget, yeah, he came through behind Algashwari. Yeah, but like, as as a team of um, Toro Rosso, I think Jean Eric Verne and Jaime Algashwari were like two of the strongest. Red Bull Junior drivers to come through that just got fucking ruined and rinsed through. Yeah, yeah. I think Alishwari joined, if I remember rightly, kind of mid-season. I um, think he, after did somebody he re- else got kicked out. Was it Bourdais? I think he may have replaced Bourdais mid-season. Yeah, when it turned yeah. out that Bourdais was actually shit. Um, I could I could be looking this up, couldn't I? I'm sure. I'm sure Buemi replaced Vettel, and then it was Buemi and Bourdais for a little while. All the all the Sebastians, and 
then yeah. and then I think Elgaswari. I didn't know um, there was a Jaime Elgaswari senior who um, raced in MotoGP twice in the seventies. Did he now? Well, there we go. I'm almost convinced none of this actually matters. Yeah, but it is still more interesting than the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Algeshwari came in um, midway through the 2009 season. For Bordet? Um, I knew you were going to ask something like that. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, he um, the chose Algeshwari over Brendan Hartley because Ooh. it looks like Algeshwari had more experience at the time. <laughs> But not in endurance <laughs> racing. <laughs> no, Hartley's experienced in everything. Yeah, including hair. <laughs> I, I seem to remember Elgiswari had good hair. I mean, I, uh, I, I, as we all know, the Brendan Hartley experience is my new prog rock band. <laughs> um, well, I've, I've completely lost where we were. Talking now. about Alpha Tori. Oh yes, and their meat grinder. Yes, even even though we hadn't got to them yet because we're still on Alpine. Never oh. mind, we finished them. Your, mic, your mic's gone again. Um, Stupid website. <laughs> it's it's not the website. It now appears to be your laptop. No, it's just the website. It's I've the, gone way, back and it's the yeah. way the website talks to the laptop. I think it could be a it could be a browser. It's whatever it is, it keeps switching it back to default. Right, come bring it round here and I'll take a look at it one more. Jaime Algaswari has sent him a virus. It could be. Uh, <laughs> right, next next up. <laughs> so just like the idea that all of a sudden the Plus uh, laptops go wrong because Jaime Algaswari is mining Dogecoin off it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's that... happening. That seems, that seems <laughs> totally legitimate. That's his new project. <laughs> Yeah, you know that stream? Don't click the link. <laughs> <laughs> so, after Alpine comes Mercedes. This is very early in the day to be talking about Mercedes. But that's what happened. Um, the first team to get a DNF. Because the other the other non-one was a DNS. Because they're the only mm. team to get a DNF. Yeah. Um, Quickly talking about Lewis, he was kicking off about the car from um, Saturday after qualifying, saying that the team had given him the wrong car. <laughs> that was his exact would, quote. What would he have preferred, the one that got the tyre stuck on? Well, apparently, at the time he would have done, because the tyre hadn't got stuck when it uh-huh. was when it was Bottas's car and it qualified second. Did you ever say something out loud and wish you'd typed it or recorded yourself saying it at the time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Almost twenty-five percent of the things I say. Because as they cleared the grid on Sunday and they were getting ready to, it was, you know, it was obviously Bottas was starting from P two, right, with Verstappen on essential. He's gone again. Wait for it. Paul. Um, I said to Izzy, I said to Izzy, "There's something wrong with Bottas's front right wheel. It doesn't look like it's on properly." And then when oh. he went off on the when he went when he took off on the formation lap, I went, "Oh no, must just be the angle of the camera." So you perhaps saw something that all of the Mercedes mechanics missed. It just looked like it was at a weird angle. I went, "Hang on, his wheel doesn't look like it's on properly." And then as he went off on the formation lap, I thought, oh, "Well, no, if it was if it wasn't on properly, it would have come off by now." So I didn't bother saying anything to anyone on like our chat thread or anything. And then that happened in the pit stop. And I said to, to I turned around and said, Do you remember I said that wheel wasn't on properly? <laughs> I mean it was. It was on a bit too properly. Yeah. And by all accounts, 
as at the time of recording, Monday night, it's still on the car now. <laughs> it, it will be on the car until they ship it back to Brackley. Uh, they may have to break the actual uh, uh, spindle that the wheel sits on in order to free it off. Yeah, they're talking. Uh, they're talking about taking a very large Dremel to it, which basically means a front end rebuild purely because a wheel nut sheared. Jesus, I think uh, I, I think it was quite lucky for him that that happened because uh, it's deflected what I think was going to happen in that race because the pace he had, I think he'd have been undercut by Sainz and Norris anyway. Very possibly. But fourth is better than DNF. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. And I'm tying everything together here. Oh. He didn't have the pace because the wheel wasn't on properly. Or he's shit. I don't think, yeah, because I don't think his fronts were that bad. It was his his rears that were fucked, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, well, he was doing. It, to be fair, he was doing better than his teammate. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I think the uh, I think the comments of Lewis Hamilton in the pen afterwards were fucking ridiculous. Didn't see that because it was the last day of the Premier League season, so we had to watch old men watching football because it's a tradition. And I quote: uh, "The team did a terrible job today." No, you can't say that. That's that's awful. No. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, because he was uh, when he was radio in, being all upset about where he was stuck in the in the race, that was nothing to do with the team. You qualified badly, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah and done did. by your teammate, and done by all these other cars. You're done by Gasly. Yeah, I mean Vettel. Uh, you know, Vettel made a strategy work and gained many places by yeah. you know, well three but by Monaco yeah. standards that's many yeah I mean that's that's the thing it's not it wasn't just Hamilton's radio on Sunday it was his quotes in um, it was his quotes on Saturday saying he was given the wrong car and the team got it wrong mm-hmm. so I mean that yeah. that was you know that that was that was his theme of the weekend and it's just you know for Somebody who goes on about you know what we we all win together. Every every win for me is a win for you guys. Yeah, we but, all win but, together. But when we lose, you're a bunch of prick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's basically that's basically <laughs> what I was going to say. That's that seems to be you know. Oh, it's not my fault. And we're probably going to take a lot of flack for this, but no bollocks. He acted like a prima donna. Yeah, I he think did. He gave up yeah. as well. I yeah. think when he, when he radioed in, asked him where Bottas was, and it turned out Bottas was like out, and there was no sort of tactical way they could use anyone to like push people back towards him. Um, he he just checked out of that race, and you know it's I what now if you're Lewis Hamilton, you know the Mercedes is going to be okay. You know you're probably gonna yeah you're going to be in a better position come the next race. So I can kind of accept it, but it's it's the slamming of his own team. I don't really get. Yeah, it's not it's not a great look, is it? Just it's not your day. Get on with it. Move on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you give me a shit car. It's all your fault. I'm better than all of you. Can I have a new contract? Yeah, it's such a bottas quantity of luck as well that he genuinely found a way to make the car work and was the quicker of the two of them. All weekend and gets done by the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, Bottas luck has now overtaken Weber luck, hasn't it? <laughs> I think oh, so. Oh god, yeah. It's not quite <laughs> at the levels of Johnny Herbert luck, but it's not far off. I think they have uh, the same number of career wins. Mm. <laughs> they both have nine wins. Oh god. <laughs> Who Bottas and Weber? I'm sure. I'm sure they both have nine. 
Oh no. <laughs> Equally talented. <laughs> to, to be fair to to be fair to Veta, to Weber, at least at one point in his uh in his Red Bull tenure, it looked like he had the opportunity to win a world, uh, a world championship. Uh, we've never ever accused Bottas of being in the position to win a world championship. Very true. No, that is that is I think maybe once when he had his his first bout of porridge. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, briefly the, the beginning of the season. Yes. <laughs> Which Hamilton tends not to do too well in until this season, and now he's fallen off. Yes, Mark yeah. Webber and Valtteri Bottas, well. both both the only two drivers to have uh, nine wins in their career. Mm. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. Mm. Uh, right, we'll go back to AlphaTauri now. Um, Gasly in sixth and Sonoda in sixteenth. We've had a we've had a suggestion from. Um, Long-time listener, friend of the podcast, general all-round get-in-touch guy, Stephen Faber. Is it going to be Yuki or is it going to be Yuki for him? Oh, and I think interesting. This we- and I think this week was Yuki again. Um, I, 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 I agree like with what Lee said opinion. earlier. I would like to voice my opinion that we never use that term for his weekend ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that That is not a pasta disaster or a mazep spin. I'm not having it. <laughs> Did Sonoda peak on his first uh, first first qualifying session? Beginners Magnussen did, didn't he? Magnussen did. Mm. And don't forget, he will have li- literally never driven in Monaco before. Just n- you know, not in any junior formula. No, he hasn't. No, no. no. But then again, I don't think the, 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 did Mazepin or somebody else hasn't driven in in. in... Uh, might not well. have, in fairness. I think I, Schumacher yeah. would have done at some point, and Latifi would have done definitely when he was in F2 because he was there for about because, a decade. Yeah, but Formula 2 sometimes didn't do Monaco. And I got a feeling when Mazepin was an F2 driver, they didn't do he Monaco. He may have missed yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it would have been last year, wouldn't it, when Mazepin was in F2? So Yes, because the, uh, the last race winner before this weekend in Monaco in F2 was Antoine Hubert. So it would have been that year that oh, they wow. were last year. Um, so yeah, Schumacher would have done because he was also in that year. But yeah, yeah, so, no, I, yeah I, I don't think Mazepin did it. <laughs> Proving that he's the future Formula One. <laughs> well, I mean, Sonoda finished ahead of Mazepin. Just yeah, better car, better car though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you, just? He was a lap ahead <laughs> in, in, in that in that situation. Yeah, but look where his teammate was compared to your teammate. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Yeah, we'll talk about lapping teammates uh, shortly. I think, but in, in, um, in about two teams' time. It's, yeah. it's a, it was an odd Monaco Grand Prix, wasn't it? Because it, the, it only came in two flavors for you. You either had a really good weekend or like the worst weekend of your life so far. I don't know. I reckon Stroll had a really just par weekend, and that was probably about it. He didn't crash in Monaco. He had a I light brushing. A light brushing. Exceptional weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a slight nudge of the arm curl, which was more interesting than a Vettel overtake. Yeah, that's who brings the money, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, but Gasly, um, he is that team at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think we always yeah, thought yeah. it was going to be a fairly comfortable Gasly, certainly for the first half of the season. But when do AlphaTauri start thinking that Alban kid that's in um, European GTs? He's he's not bad, and he's got Red Bull backing. 
He was there this weekend. He, he's the reserve. He's the reserve driver, isn't he? I think so. And he lives there. Yeah, yeah. They don't not in not in Hondas last year. They don't they don't replace. No. Uh, this year. <laughs> no, no. I I wouldn't have thought so. It'd be a massive. It'd be a massive red Red Bull organization thing to do. Those like. Once, once all the contracts are signed and all the Honda staff are being employed by Red Bull GmbH, sack off the driver that Honda have sent them and replace them with their own guy. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. Who knows? I I was going to say something about uh, Albon, but then like I don't. I st- I still wonder whether they did the right thing with Perez. Yeah, with Perez struggling, would Albon have done better? With having a year under his belt of struggling with the same problems, it's hard to tell because it's the second Red Bull, and there's just no, mm. you know, the, since Verstappen's been driving the first Red Bull, there's been no telling what the hell goes on in that second car. No, no. The, the only person that didn't do dreadfully in it, well, well, Verstappen's being Red Bull was Daniel Ricciardo, wasn't it? Yeah. But the thing, the thing was when uh, when Red Bull was Ricciardo and Verstappen, the car wasn't. More towards Max's style. Yeah, Ricardo no, was the longer-serving one of the two at yeah, that point, yeah, wasn't he? Probably. Ricardo could see that they were going to start to build the team around Max yeah. Verstappen, so that's why he he upped and left. Yeah, right, right at the right, embarrassingly at the start of a massive um, three-month-long advertising campaign. <laughs> Don't know if anyone remembers that. Danny Ricardo's World Tour for Red Bull. They're yeah. Going yes. to drop a new video every week, and they got as far as the first one, which unfortunately was uh, See, I, him driving to France. Yeah, I remember and, uh, this, and I thought it was going to be a, a sort of slow burn to them announcing his new contract, and then very quickly it was like, oh, no, that's really not what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah. Well, they never released another video after the first one because they put the first one out, and then he left. That's, fair, that's fairly hilarious. <laughs> They have shown the videos that they've recorded, but the, you don't ever see the driver or the helmet of the driver. So, <laughs> Adobe Premiere is a wonderful thing for censorship. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, a good, good, um, a good race for Gasly. Um, Very good, a good weekend. Like Lee was saying, he he was one of those drivers that had an awesome weekend. Um, you know, if you if you'd offered. Gasly a finish ahead of Lewis Hamilton in sixth place. He'd have fucking snapped your arm off. Yeah, damn yeah. right. He, isn't it funny, though, that Alpha uh, Tauri, or like the same as what uh, Toro Ross have done in the past, have done to us what they do every year, where they Jedi mind tricked us to the point where at the beginning of the season, we were even wondering whether they were going to be the second best car on the grid. Well, they might be. <laughs> they're, they're, they're exactly where, well, at least in Gasly's hands, they're exactly where you expect Alpha Tauri slash Toro Rosso to be. The, what, ahead of a Mercedes? Well, okay, not, not ahead of a Mercedes, <laughs> but upper, upper midfield points on their day. <laughs> and I think, to be fair, Bottas, I would expect them to be ahead of, ahead of a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just the an odd one to be in front of. That's all. <laughs> the thing, the thing is though, that's 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 their main thing: cause surprises. You know, the predictably unpredictable, mm. and you know, they have got somebody in the car who can definitely get the most out of it. Although, like we said earlier, what that is, what this is going to do to the rest of his career, God knows. Yeah. <laughs> 
who cares? He's, he's, he's becoming the next Perez, isn't he? Where he gets the opportunity in well, the big team. Well, I hope he gets Sire decent. Yeah, he gets the opportunity in the big team. It doesn't work out. And then he's going to spend probably most of the rest of his career scrapping for points. <laughs> I love that. He's becoming the next Perez and getting ready for the for the dizzying heights of becoming a Jean-Alice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already got... Head his... and shoulders advert next. <laughs> he's already got... Hi, he's already... I'm Pierre Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> he's already got his win. So so's Perez. <laughs> uh, right, the uh, are we, do we call them the resurgent Aston Martin, or is it the resurgent Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin? Resurgent um, Vettel, definitely. I, I, think. I think we we got signs of happy Vettel this weekend. Yeah, relieved could, Vettel. I think it was more mm. than anything. I, I I just hope he can use this now for confidence. You know the I. I uh, in in the face of great adversity, I've constantly been saying on this podcast that you don't win four world championships and then forget how to drive. And I'm desperately praying now that uh, Vettel proves me right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he certainly remembered how to sulk for the last year and a half. Yeah, he was good at sulking. But, um, yeah, no, didn't seem to be any complaints about the car. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a circuit that he knows well. Yeah, and you know, maybe. Yeah, but to be fair, he knew all the others as well. He's known all the others for a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's remembered how to drive. You only, <laughs> you maybe, you may be able to win four world championships and temporarily forget how to drive. He might have been on tablets. Maybe he's electrocuted in testing. <laughs> no, because that's never happened to anyone in the history of Formula One ever. I, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, get out Actually of that. Go- not turn three in Spain during uh, preseason testing. Yeah, Lee, get out of that go kart and stop speaking Spanish. <laughs> You're not fourteen. <laughs> Shocking behaviour. Um, yeah, Stroll in eighth as well. Um, is that where we expect to see Stroll? It's about right, isn't it? Again, another one we didn't hear complain all weekend. Because Stroll tends to be a big complainer. He, yeah, he, he breaks and tyres in Monaco. I think he's he's generally been very complainy about previously. But yeah, seems to have been I all think right. He's, he's excited because Baku is next and he knows he's going to be good there. Yes, this is his race. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got two circuits, Baku and Monza. <laughs> Give me straight lines. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, go on f1.com and look at live timing. You'll see plenty of them. It actually looks like... Oh, look, crap. Look... <laughs> you know what? I've just worked out something. If he ever does... The... Oh, are we ever going to find out? The Indy 500. Everyone else doesn't stand a chance, do they? No. <laughs> how, how do you let your corners, mate? Long and straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very hard to very hard to judge the sort of how the rest of the season is going to go from Monaco results and Monaco performance because it is it's that much of an outlier. You know, we've now got a vaguely good idea of what may happen in Hungary if nobody does any development between now and the <laughs> start of the summer break. 
Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm, I'm reading articles and I'm seeing headlines like, oh, this is the pivot and this is the fight that the title F, the, the F1 needs. And it's the pendulum swings back to, you know, swings away from Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, it does because Lewis Hamilton had a really poor race and Max Verstappen had a really good one. Mm-hmm. And um, it does mean that the title fight is closer because only two weeks ago after the last race, we were saying how Lewis Hamilton appeared to be turning the screw and this was getting away from Verstappen. Well, yes, now in in in, that, in those kind of terms, the pendulum has swung, but don't for a second think that, that, that every race from here on out is going to be Mercedes finishing seventh and Verstappen winning every single race. Um, it's Monaco. It doesn't, It you know, everybody knows my opinions on Monaco. I don't need to repeat myself for the fifth year in a row. Six. Yeah. I'll also, also Six point year out in a row. as well that come Baku, uh, there's a we didn't good have one chance year. again that Perez uh, Perez is going to drop back a, back a little bit again and um, Max Verstappen is going to be fighting two Mercedes again. Perez quite likes Baku, I think, doesn't he? He, he generally does well quite there well before, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's widely accepted that Red Bull are, are probably more likely to do better in Baku than, than Mercedes, perhaps. But That's I mean, we've seen the old straight, though. Yeah, but we've seen that before, haven't we? You know, like like oh, well, Red. This is definitely going to suit Red Bull more, and then somehow, you know, a Mercedes wins or some something goes wrong. Or They've... Vettel drives into the back of Hamilton, and uh, Red yeah, Bull yeah. wins from tenth. <laughs> <laughs> Monaco is just one of those. Monaco is just one of those, and I use this term loosely. Races where it's just it's a traffic you know, jam. Since, yeah, since I would say mid 90s maybe mid 90s late 90s possibly it's it's not really been a race it's been a procession now for like 20 something years um yeah get rid (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just going to pull you up on the not wanting to repeat myself for five years on the trot when it's been six years and there wasn't one last year so you don't want to repeat yourself for the fifth year in six non-consecutive years Correct, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going all Nico Rosberg on you here. <laughs> Who was wearing navy at one point this weekend. Not beige, not grey, navy. Did anyone uh, else notice when he was making sense, the sky turned his microphone off? <laughs> outrageous. Maybe the microphone just gave up because it couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was he was talking sense about like who was going who was doing what on the Saturday and they turned his microphone off. <laughs> I've yet to see the video of him crashing his bike. Apparently, is that this weekend? He did he crash? I did not know this. Apparently he had some kind of bike crash but he he was only doing about 2 miles an hour so he, is this a bicycle? No, it, it, it's a mopedy type some thing. Some kind of electric bike. It could have been a e-motorbike or something but um he rolled under it to protect the bonnet of the car that he was crashing on <laughs> he's an energica ambassador isn't he he is mm. yes yeah maybe it was an energica who knows so yeah I'm, I'm yet to see that i've not a chance to catch up with twitter unfortunately there was a slight matter of the uh three legs four wheels indy 250 last night which is a whole other story uh where are we now mclaren jesus right okay binary team time yes uh, also pulling up the tweet that we were all tagged in. Well, I think we've all seen it, haven't we? Uh, let me just pull that up on my phone. Yeah, Danny Alban. Yeah, from uh, Contavious. I uh, can't even read uh, his full name because Chad- it doesn't show up on my phone. Chad Astra. 
Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, Danny Alban, uh, because uh, Ricardo on lap 53 was lapped by his teammate. Uh, and obviously, you know, we gave Alban some stick for being lapped by his teammate. So does Danny Ricardo deserve the same treatment? No, because it's Monica. There is that caveat because it's a shorter lap. But <laughs> I mean, Ricardo still getting lapped by his teammate. Yeah, I mean, Ricardo Ricardo said that what he what he thought he had there with the car, he definitely didn't. He's actually taken a few days off before Baku and trying not to think about what happened this weekend. Um, he sounds sounds to me like um, he's a little bit broken at the minute. Well, he admitted it. Did anyone see the pre-race interview that Sky did with Danny Ricardo? Don't remember. Yeah, it, basically, he said there's a very small window that that car operates in, and uh, if you step outside that window even a little bit, you you lose a lot. Um, it's as it's it's very unforgiving apparently, and uh, he bumped into Carlos Sainz a few weeks a few weeks back, and. Uh, Carlos said, uh, hey, how are you finding the McLaren? Strange, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> Danny said, apparently Danny said, well, thanks for telling me. So, uh, yeah, it's clearly one of those things known between uh, you know, known between the drivers that, that McLaren perhaps takes a little bit more adapting than anyone else. But we have said on this podcast before, that shouldn't be an excuse. Not really, no, because that's... You know, the, these these are some of the best drivers in the world, plus anyone in a hat. Nikita Mazepin. Yeah, I was going, for, I was going for both of them at the minute, and the jury's still out on Sonoda. Um, but these are some of the best drivers in the world, or some certainly some of the richest, and they should be able to get everything that they possibly can out of the whatever car they're put in. Yeah, yeah. I still can't make my mind up whether it this is due to um, the lack of testing at the beginning of the, the, beginning of the year. Definitely won't have it, helped. Yeah, it, it just seems odd that we've we've never... I mean, that, Ricardo took time to get used to the Renault, you know, and a mm. long time. You know, he, he really struggled in that Renault to start with. Oh, yeah, the, the, all, the first half of his first season there was a complete write-off. Yeah, so there's... All, well, I, you could even say his first season very near. But the... Um, See, I think it's more prominent with Perez because Red Bull fucking need him to sort it out quickly. Do you know what I mean? He's he's the one that that's needed more than the other drivers that have moved teams. But I just I find it interesting that you've got Vettel, um, Alonso, R- Ricardo, um, and Perez all struggling. Science hasn't yeah. had much of an issue with the Ferrari, though, has he? Um, no, no, he hasn't. He and he, we've we've said quite a lot, haven't we? That he's done the, you know, he's done the best jobs of the guy that guy that's moved. And and to be perfectly honest, I still believe Science is better and faster than Charles Leclerc. So in in that respect, you could say he isn't performing to his maximum because when he performs to his maximum, I think Charles in trouble. Yeah, possibly. I've just right, watched Nico Rosberg yeah. crash. It's not a crash, is it? <laughs> he just it's falls over and then loses his shoe. <laughs> it's funny. It's well worth a watch. But yeah, it's, it, it, he does just sort of wobble over and then gets stuck and then some people help him and then he laughs at his shoe. <laughs> yeah. 
bloody Nico Rosberg. <laughs> the same shoe he was wearing during qualifying, incidentally. I've got to admit, I've paid very little attention to his shoes. I noticed them because they were a bit weird. They weren't beige. No. They had a, uh, had a stripe. Oh, racist. <laughs> Sporty Rosberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new football team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, on to, on to, um, on to Lando. Apparently he, um, scared, he scared his, um, scared his race engineer because he got the black and white flag after seven laps for yes. cutting the Nouvelle Chicane twice. And, um, yeah, there were, uh, there were, there were quite a lot of black and white flags handed out, at least no penalties for it this week. No, no, no penalties. I don't think there were anyway. There were not, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't seem, don't seem to recall any. Um, but I mean, solid performance made made the best out of the bonus place at the start. And you know, managed to make the car slightly wide enough not to be passed, which is all you need to do. Yeah, and right at the end as well, I think um, Perez was on newer tyres and briefly looked like he was catching, but. Lando seemed to find a bit more and pulled away again. Yeah, managed to, managed to hang on to the tyres till the end while defending, which is the un- think, which is the only way you can get a pass in Monaco. Yeah, I think Perez might hit that thing, you know, where a driver will use all their tyres up, get mm. so close, and then it all equals itself out again. Yeah, by the time you, you get there, you've run out. But, I mean, the tyres um, the were lasting forever around there. I mean, they said they could they could do the race on one set of hards if it was legal. Mm. You know, if Bottas could have done it on one set of softs, it would have saved a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> it would have done. Yeah. But remember when the, when we had the ultra softs? Didn't Hamilton do something ridiculous like fifty laps on ultra softs or something? Yeah, it was that. Yeah. Um, it was that wet Monaco. What was it? Twenty seventeen. Something like that. With the pink tires. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, he went straight from the straight from the wets to the um, to the ultra softs, and um, never never once seemed to have any problems with them. And yeah, it, it was it was some ridiculously huge stint that he did. I can't remember how because that was one of that was one of the Monaco Grand Prix where I had to run off down the hill and do a gig at the bottom of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, not happening this year. Bring back TT. Um, but another McLaren podium, um, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, good for McLaren. I mean, and, the car looks good. And I really want to see that golf livery again. Yeah, we all do. And Lando, you know, Lando's new contract appears to be justified at the moment, doesn't it? Many mm. years. A many years Non-specified quantity of years. Yes. He has a contract for some years. Yeah, what I want to know is with the um with the golf livery, I've changed our I've changed our logo to the golf livery. Shall we keep that for the rest of the season? A golf um, paying us. No, but it looks cool. It does look cool. It does look cool, but uh, I don't know. We don't, we don't want to. We don't want to be, seem like, even though we are McLaren fans, that we side particularly with one team more than any other. Even though we do. Yeah. Even, even though, though we do. Uh, yeah, Ridiculously so. Lando's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You got to look at it from a not objective. Yeah, you got to look at it from a, you know an objective point of view. You can't look at it from. Well, I'm a fan of this team. That's why I was trying to sort of push the Danny Ricardo thing, Alex Albon. You know, you can't really be being lapped by your teammate. It's not the done thing, is it? Um, 
just got to hope Danny gets it, gets it together pretty soon. But Lando, absolutely fantastic, looking every bit the uh, the future race winner. And you know, if McLaren put a car together, pretend. Oh, here he goes again. Wait for it. He's coming back. Quick. World champion. I'm going to finish his <laughs> sentence. Oh, he's at, I think he's. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. There was a there was a chirp. No, I finished after that. Well, I didn't I didn't have anything more to say? Oh, that would, whatever it was that he didn't have you to say, we didn't future. hear it. Mm-hmm. I just said potential world champion. That was it. Ah, yeah, Yay, we didn't. We didn't get away. world champion. <laughs> <laughs> we we just got potential. So there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of potential left in that sentence. Mm. Um, I was I was going to say boyfriend of mine. But <laughs> I thought I'd go with world champion to finish a sentence off. Um, yeah, but like I thought, think that the whole uh, podium this, the, this weekend was like a a glimpse to the future of F one, hasn't it? Because you know it's we're 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 going to see Lando on that podium again this before this year's out, definitely. Yeah, seems reasonable. And he seemed to fucking weaponize a bottle of champagne. Did you know it? He's going on forever. He, he does. That, he does that every time. Every podium that he's got, uh, he does like the initial spraying and then bangs it on the floor to get a second, um, yeah, a second yeah. spray out of it. He did it too well once and absolutely like shattered the bottle all over the podium. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the podium. It was uh, in front of the pit. Was it, it the McLaren one that they do with their personal sponsor afterwards? Yeah, it was. It was in front of the pit in um, in Austria ah. last year. Who wasn't Moe? It was carb. It was carbon, carbon then, and it's now. It's not champagne. It's Ferrari sparkling wine. We've had this debate. No, no, oh, the McLaren oh, one. Oh, the McLaren is Chandon. Yes, Chandon. Yeah. Uh, right then, Ferrari. Binary result. If I was Mattia Bonotto now, I would be banging on the door of the Nicaraguan embassy, saying, "Please let me in. I'm in danger of death if I return to my home country." Why Nicaraguan specifically? Because they <laughs> they let us on, Jin. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's Ecuador. Oh, was it Ecuador? That's Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah. Um, what the fuck happened? Yeah, okay. We know we crashed. We've had we've had the talk about was it deliberate or not. Why wouldn't he be allowed in his home country? Charles Leclerc is from Monaco, not Italy. Well, no, but I mean, did anyone check the car properly? Did anyone? Well, presumably not, because there was a broken drive shaft that no one seemed to pick up on. Yeah. How did the How did they let a car out that had crashed? And how did they miss a broken drive shaft when they're rebuilding they, it? They well, the thing it. is, it was on the left side, and the impact took place on the right side. And everything was fine on the impacted side of the car. That would be the side you'd be expected to check. It was the left side that was broken, and it may have only been a hairline fracture or something. Something that may not have even been visible to you know the naked eye when you're pulling it out and rebuilding it. It's purely when you're putting that much pressure back through the back through the drive shaft. It's obviously can't handle it and starts but like cracking open again. But it, it just it just seems like Ferrari Ferrari themselves out of a damn good chance of a win. Oh, it is a solid Ferrari effort. This, yeah, but the thing is, if they take a, if they take a five place grid penalty, they don't win anyway. But at least they're in the race. They wouldn't have got a fi- yeah. they wouldn't have got a five place grid penalty for replacing the drive shaft. That was the thing. They'd have got a five place grid penalty for replacing the gearbox. There was nothing wrong no, with the no, gearbox. No, no, but the, but but uh, I was reading this afternoon. If they'd replaced the drive shaft, it would have fucked the gearbox as well. 
they'd have had to replace the gearbox because there would be a seal from the drive yeah, shaft on the oh, gearbox. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh. I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So see, the the thing is, they just they they didn't have <laughs> the choice. To, they had to gamble it to see what would happen because otherwise they don't win the race anyway. Yeah. They, think... They're not. Then they're not going to have the. I mean, don't get me wrong. Something crazy might happen. Like a McLaren might win a race. A Ferrari might win a race uh, this year. But on pure pace. They they won't have the chance to win another race this year. No, so, so they, they had to gamble. Yeah, they had to. Um, it, it, they had to gamble, and it, essentially that's why they had to get Charles Clark crash and get pole as well. <laughs> <laughs> Same reasons. <laughs> but no, I think Ferrari, are, you know, quite buoyant despite the fact, obviously Leclerc, um, you know, not being able to start the race. Again, Nico Rosberg talking sense before the race. Yes, it's heartbreaking. It's really disappointing for him. But let's not forget, it was his fault. It was. He's the reason yeah. he's not starting the race. Uh, still, never fin- so- still never finished a race in Monaco. No, <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> you know, so so much for the um, so much for the Michael Schumacher idea of home advantage, giving you that extra tenth. <laughs> I just, I think he just tries a bit too hard in Monaco, doesn't he? I think every every incident he's had it's been fairly well two years ago he was definitely trying too hard because what how many times did he prang it uh, quite a few and the year before that i think he cooked his brakes um yeah and then yeah this one i think he's just again overdone it yeah yeah mm-hmm. trying trying to put on a show for the locals even though the locals weren't there no there was someone who had a a, a banner on a balcony probably one of his mates Oh, the um, Le Eclair. Le Eclair, yes, like like the pastry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the forger from Allo Allo. Yeah. Um, but Carlos Sainz, second second place in a Ferrari. Um, Fantastic. Great performance. Amazing <laughs> result for him. Um, out, of all the, out of all the team changes and rookies, he's definitely the one that's got, the, got to terms with the car. And... Making Ferrari look good, which is something that which, Fer- yeah they needed some help with that on Sunday, really, didn't they? Yeah, which is something mm-hmm. Ferrari haven't been able to do for a couple of years, legally. <laughs> Ferrari, <laughs> yeah, was this the first podium since like middle of twenty nineteen? No, they had a few last year. Um, Leclerc popped up with a few. Vettel had the oh, one yeah, in Turkey. Of course, yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Leclerc did too early, didn't he? Too early on, and then yeah. Vettel did one in Turkey. Did, did Vettel? Yeah, he was. He took. He overtook Leclerc, didn't he? Leclerc, was, I think, tried one? to overtake someone else and got it wrong, and then Vettel just cruised past from yeah. nowhere. It was glorious. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think he was trying to overtake Perez in second. And... I think so. Yeah, and ended. I think Leclerc ended up, ended up completely not on the podium. <laughs> yeah. My kind of podium. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, you will admit that this has all been an act. Uh, well, we we we're, we're, we must be approaching a face turn again soon, but not, not today. <laughs> <laughs> and that leaves Red Bull. Um, Max inherited pole and did what pole sitters are meant to do in Monaco. One, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stayed ahead, did the job, got round without incident, 
Uh, did very well, but also worth pointing out that Red Bull got the strategy absolutely perfect by putting Perez out in front of uh, Verstappen mm-hmm. for a bit, and then making sure that Perez wasn't in his way. And that mean that meant that Perez overcut quite a few drivers and ended up, you know, from eighth, I think he was, he overtook Hamilton, Gasly, mm-hmm. and Vettel, um, stick himself fourth. Um, yeah, late on had a bit of a charge at Norris, as we explained earlier in the McLaren bit. Um, couldn't quite make it work because Monaco. Um, but, you know, on any other circuit, that would have been a really good battle for, for that final podium finish. Um, and, you know, Red Bull did the best job this weekend and there's no getting away from that. And for the first time since, it 20, since 2018, is it, or 2019, a non-Mercedes driver leads the Drivers' Championship. That's mad. Yeah, it's yeah, the first time that Max Verstappen's been leading the championship and Red Bull are ahead in the constructors as well. Mm-hmm. It's the first time Max point, Verstappen has led any championship. Jesus. Uh, in his career. I find um, that I find that an amazing start. I tell you what, the the top 4 this weekend, you could throw a dart at names on uh, names on a board of the top 4 and be happy with driver of the day for any of them, wouldn't you? Yeah, did Vettel win official driver of the day? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would actually extend that to top five. Top five, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I I forgot I had him him in fourth for a second. Yeah. But yeah, it was great drives all around. They were the guys that actually did the the making up of the places, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Verstappen didn't do anything wrong. Sainz did great to just sort of, you know... He was he was already in a podium spot, but inheriting that second place and making sure he kept you know Lando at bay and you know as I say, he'll say it quickly. In a one second. point looked like he was catching Verstappen, but that fizzled out quite quickly. Yeah, it, no, it just um, just worked from. I mean, yeah, driver of the day. I think it's a um, for me. It was a five five way split. I, I was quite yeah. happy with Vettel winning that. Yeah, I think so. Made, I, no, made strategy work. Well. Yeah. Rock stars and wankers. Uh, rock stars, all the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go with that. Any other suggestions? Uh, I'm a wanker for not putting money on um, uh, Lando to get a podium like I have every other race this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, if That's the, fair. If the cap fits, it probably says Kamoa on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Any any anything else in the rock star category? I'm I mean, struggling for other rock stars. We've got not really. I yeah, don't think. No, yeah, we've got five drivers on there. Uh, right, wankers. TV yeah. TV director. Yes. Yes. Do you know? I I half feel that the problem the TV director had was just finding something interesting. At one but point, he had something interesting and and cut away from it. Then cut away. Oh, from I, it. I, I didn't know. That. I, I, I'm sure that I'm sure there were problems because I saw everybody else having problems with it. But well, if... Vettel was overtaking Gasly, or at least they were side by side when Vettel came out of the pit. So we didn't know who got ahead into into the Massenet before Casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At the top of the hill, didn't know who was ahead. So uh, should we cut to see who's ahead, or should we watch a replay of Lance Stroll going over the curb again? <laughs> or to quote Sean, "Fuck off, you stupid director. We don't mm. want to see Stroll being average." I think we are I exact believe, words. Yeah, we don't need to see Stroll being average. I definitely did say that. <laughs> yeah, but that, 
that means you'd ne- that straw would never get any TV time, be fair. <laughs> well, that he needs to be better. I mean, for some reason, at one point, something was happening, and then they cut away to Mazepin exiting his pit box. And I appreciate yeah. we didn't see a lot of Mazepin in the race, but that, that was not, I'm sure, an interesting bit. <laughs> yeah. And they also did cut away from Kimi Raikkonen's uh, stopping at Raskasp to look at, um, I don't know, sixth place lining up on the grid. <laughs> if we're not showing average as well, that um, demotes Valtteri Bottas to, like, I, I don't know, urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> do we call the uh, do we call the errant wheel nut a wanker? Definitely, I would say. I know because that was the only interesting thing that happened to the whole race. Pretty much, yeah. Who, whoever uh, was meant so. to be checking um, Leclerc's yeah. drive shaft. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Fucking uh, Lewis right, Hamilton. Wheel nut rockstar. Wheel nut rockstar. Yeah, I'm going. Lewis Hamilton wanker. He got the fastest lap. Don't care. He's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was whinging like a Grosjean on downers. Yeah. It's, Which, it, he was back to crybaby Lewis. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we've took this stance on Lewis Hamilton this week because we so often get called Lewis Hamilton fanboys. It'll be nice to be like horrible Lewis Hamilton haters again. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's one or the other for me, apparently. Both at the same yeah. time, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we've we've all been called it. We've all been called both in the same tweet. Yeah, it's impossible yeah. apparently to have a neutral opinion of Lewis Hamilton. It's like yeah. Marmite. Yeah. What do you think of Lewis Hamilton? He exists. No, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think, Lewis Hamilton? He's all right. He's a really good driver, is he? But I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I prefer, he's not my favourite driver. You're a dirty racist that hates him. <laughs> he's a great. He's potentially the greatest driver of all time. But yeah, this absolutely. weekend, this weekend, he was a bit of a prick. Yeah, I mean, he, he goes from, like, hero to John O'Lacy in one move. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, no, that was it, was... it was not cool to say the things he said and to have the attitude that he had. The correct attitude to have was when... Um, was it Ricardo when he drove for Renault at Russia? He was told he had a penalty, and he was just like, okay, I'll drive faster. Yes. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you need. You know, um, oh, the uh, Kimmy for what? For yeah, what? For yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Mercedes is a fast enough car to maybe have stuck it down the inside at the at the chicane. Um, you know, is he really that bothered? But you know, finishing seventh with the fastest lap. If that's his worst race of the season, I'm sure he'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, stop. You know, if if you if you're going to be the best, do the best you can all the time, rather than switch it on and off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you know, you know, I compared him. To, I compared him to Prost before doing yeah, yeah. exactly what he needs to do, but that was less than what he needed to do. He was doing everything except what he needed to do. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, maybe changing Bartz's wheel for him. <laughs> yeah right we've got monaco out of the way we lived we survived it good we're we through survived it, it. christ ba- i hope baku's a good race baku in, in a fortnight uh now mercedes are probably gonna put in an official protest about the um about the dodgy wings or not dodgy wings but loophole finding wings yeah, Again. they're preparing an official protest depending on the bendiness of the wings. Yeah. Obviously, that's a long straight at Baku. 
Yeah. Now, I just want to make this clear. This is the bendiness and the flexibility of the rear wings, not the front wings. Because Mercedes have very flexible front wings. <laughs> yeah. And all teams will have flexible front wings because that's the way that front wings work with those really thin, uh, five really thin planes on them. That's what they're designed to do and that's what's in the law. Um, I'm just saying this because there was, there was a massive, um, massive kickoff on Twitter this week from all resulting from a tweet that uh, Matt Steele tagged us in from October right. from October 2019 from the US Grand Prix where you could see the Mercedes front wing flexing um under braking and on the straight as in I how, can't believe how it's meant to cheating. work uh, even even in 2019 they were cheating this year is <laughs> <laughs> it is but not only are they flexing in in physics they are flexing time Correct. Yeah, I mean, once you get those wings up to 88 miles an hour... Yeah, who knows where they're going to go. <laughs> the right amount of Adrian Newey's shiny head. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, situ- the situation is, um, as Ted Kravitz explained, without the use of stationery or confectionery this weekend, very very disappointing, B-, minus, must try harder, is that on the straight, the plane of the rear wing... Um, does flex backwards, drops down a little, and narrows the wing angle, even when it's not under DRS. Just due to wind resistance. Due to the load, basically, yeah, the, 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 that's being put on the on the car by, by as you say, the air resistance. Yeah. Um, the tests are made when the car is static, with an equivalent load put across the wing of physical weights, rather than a fuckton of wind. And those those wings, Ferrari have got them as well. And I think one or two other teams? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, those all passed the um, load flexing tests. So according to the letter of the law, and as we know, that counts for bugger all in F1, they are legal. You know, they, they pass the rules. So they're rewriting the rules from the end of June. Yeah, as is how they do these things. Yeah. And everyone's got what is it a week to comply or a month to comply? I think not, you've normally got so many events. It? I think, isn't it? You've normally got so many events to comply. But Mercedes- are they actually doing that? Are they? Are they? Are they? Don't they have to protest first and then? Yeah, there's usually protest, then a counter protest. There's usually a protest. The protest is upheld, and then yep. they go to a, an arbitration appeal. court, yep. and then and then you know it's decided what's going to happen. Mm. So probably nothing until I wouldn't think anything's going to happen until mid-season break. Yeah, I would imagine as well. If it is legal and has passed all the tests, then they won't outlaw it now. They will change the rule for the end of the season to make it illegal from next season. But the, if it's the DAS move, yeah. If it's if it's compliant now, then then they've done nothing wrong. But apparently Mercedes are going to protest them, even though... It's what they do, though, isn't it? Mercedes yeah. have something that Red Bull think, damn, I wish I thought of that first, so I'm going to ruin it for everyone. And then next thing, Mercedes find something about the Red Bull car that they wish they'd thought of first. And It's 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 another bit of team gamesmanship. It is. And it just means we get to see Christian Horner being smug on TV, going, we got there first. Yes. Not that we ever see Christian Horner smug on TV. No, not in the, not in the slightest. <laughs> you guys, he's the worst kind of smug, though, isn't he? He's yeah, very, smug. very punchable smug. Mm. <laughs> punchable smug. <laughs> like, 
Wasn't like the character in the owl and the pussycat. Possible. <laughs> so, yeah, God knows what we'll see in Baku apart from lots of complaining. Probably from Lewis Hamilton again. No, I'm joking. Like, um, I think that, uh, as I say, I think it was good for Formula One for the championship, the result, but the but the race itself, as in like terms of racing, was very bad because we all know from the from the viewing figures that the casual viewer watches two races um, per year, and that's their home race, the race that happens in their own country or near their own country, and the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. And Monaco was enough to send me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Although Serena Williams did a piss poor job waving the flag, as I saw. I mean, some... she must be pretty good at waving things around, you know, because she think... hits balls with rackets yeah. at some pace. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw a tweet saying, you know, you have made your entire career and living and a staggeringly huge amount of money from having strong wrists. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we discuss the interview? What, the Serena Williams being included? Well, no, Serena Williams being interviewed before Max Verstappen in the middle of the podium interviews. I missed that. I mean, she she was there with Aston Martin, so maybe Lauren Stroll was no, holding himself that, hostage until... That was crackers, mate. It was I don't think ridiculous. it was... It was unnecessary, wasn't it, I think? But, yeah. yeah. I, I think, zoned out at that point. I completely I think, I think, ignored yeah. that. Yeah, it, it was it was literally just just after they got out of the cars. I may have been faffing. No, no, it, it was. No, it was uh, Lando Norris first, which Carlos Sainz interrupted. Yes, and then, and then as, as David was talking, David Coulthard was talking to Carlos Sainz. He just interjected and brought Serena Williams in. I completely. Don't say it, baby. That's a horrible choice of words. Can we please have some Jack Villeneuve for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, double it's jack not show! Me. Ah. It's not me. But <laughs> I completely me. missed that. I remember signs interrupting Lando, and yeah, completely I'm missed Serena. <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I know that the whole thing about Monaco is let's interview as many celebrities as possible and see if any of them knows anything about Formula One. But it's usually, you know, it's usually before the race. Yeah, but no grid walk yet, is there? Because, you know, still some COVID worries. Yeah. So I just bin off the celebrities. And I thought um, I thought F1 weren't going to have um, any more flag wavers after the uh, the great Canadian two-lap early Yeah, I reckon, I reckon she probably had a minder who was keeping count this time. I reckon I mean, they've, I mean, they've learnt from that. Yeah, I mean, you know... Winnie, what is it, Harlow? Winnie Harlow. She took a, she took a lot of flack for that, but it wasn't her fault. She got handed the flag and told to wave it. Yeah, it's not her job to keep count of the laps. Yeah. It was Brazil, wasn't it? Wasn't that a Brazilian Grand yeah, I think Prix? it was Canada. It was Canada, because it was Brazil where was Pele it? forgot to wave the flag, because <laughs> he was too ah. busy talking to somebody next to him on the podium. Probably, try to, probably trying to sell him um, tinfoil or Viagra. <laughs> or both. Both. Yeah, there, 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 is two, there is two products that he advertises mm. mainly. Um, so yeah, I, I thought they'd ditch the uh, celebrity flag waivers, but it appears to be a thing again. At least you can say whoever was in charge of giving Serena Williams the flag did it on time. Yes, yeah, that's the bare minimum well, of expectation. Congratulations! Congratulations! You did your job. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did a not awful. Does that guy get the Giovanazzi Participation Award? 
No, no that Daddy goes probably, to Serena Williams. Daddy probably stuck her in for an interview in head of Max Verstappen. Someone did a, <laughs> someone did a great, um, uh, a, a great photo actually I'll of say, Serena I'll Williams holding the Wimbledon trophy, and Max Verstappen stood in front of her with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Where do we go? Where do we go to next? Yeah, the so the sad news today that um, Max Mosley, the former president of the FIA, uh, died today, aged eighty-one. A divisive figure, some may say, with his running of motorsport and F1. He was the second most powerful person in F1 behind Bernie at one point. Coincidentally, when Bernie was the second most powerful person in the FIA behind him, <laughs> not a cartel. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, you know, he did he did a lot of good work when it came to safety, certainly, um, on track and actually with road cars as well. And as somebody pointed out, maintained an active social life well into his 70s. Yeah, it was never a dull moment, was it? No. no. Um, yeah, didn't didn't it, he bring it's... in the FIA's road safety campaign, which was all over Formula One right up until Bernie left, I believe? I th- yeah, hmm. it was. Yeah, that was um, that was whole, all his initiative. Yeah, it still blew say, my fucking mind when I found out who his dad was. That, <laughs> like, like that, it, it was like nineteen ninety seven or something. Yeah, when um, when him him and like Bernie were like really prevalent on the grid all the time. Mm. I found out who his dad was, and I just I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. <laughs> I mean, he did, he did start off as um, he did start off as a sort of gentleman driver. And then he, um, everywhere I've seen, he decided he wasn't fast enough, and uh, he was the M in March Engineering. Which I mean, they were massively successful in the seventies, not just for themselves, but all the cars that they made for other teams. I think um, James, yeah. James Hunt's first race-winning car is Hesketh in the non-championship races. That was that was just a rebadged March. Mm. And you know what he what he's done has furthered the careers of a hell of a lot of F one drivers. Like I say, away from the circuit, I just don't want to get into. Yeah, yeah. But like, let, let's be perfectly honest. If he if he's into that sort of thing, he's into that sort of thing. Suing it's people. The... That's why I'm not getting into anything. He's still yeah. got family. No, no, can't libel the I'm dead. Saying, <laughs> it's not like it's not like he was into anything illegal or like horrible. No, but there's still lawsuits pending. <laughs> and he's got family. Yeah, um, but, um, yeah I mean, uh, one news outlet said um, nobody in his family knew about the double life that he led, which I think is sure a, which I think is a fair assumption. Are you sure it was double I would just life? say, just look at his dad again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you on the podcast who his dad is. Everyone else can Google that. Yeah, <laughs> Oswald. Which is his first name, and he he had the he, his dad had the most ridiculous middle name ever. I reckon if you Google Max Mosley's dad, that that's all that's yeah. all you'll need. Yeah, I mean his middle name yeah. was Arnold. It's not quite Ernie and it's not quite what? Arnold. Arnold. Interesting. I wonder why that one's not caught on. All I can say about Max Mosley is we will probably never see his like in the paddock again. How about that? Yes. That's and, fair to say. And his dad had a ter- had terrible taste in flags. <laughs> That's also fair to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was that party, wasn't there, where he got some of his dad's memorabilia out for some reason, but we there won't was. talk about that. <laughs> there was. Don't say it, baby. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. I think that's about it for the news this week, isn't it? Or did we have anything more? 
I think we talked about everything else during Nine. the, yep. the countdown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the Indy 500 this uh, this weekend on Sunday. A um, little bit of former F1 interest and Max Chilton taking part. Yes. Uh, we've got Montoya, Takuma Sato. Max, Marcus Ericsson. Marcus Ericsson, Alexander Rossi. And um, like I said, Max, Max Chilton in there as well. Um, no Roman Grosjean though, because he's not doing ovals. No, he's, uh, he's sensible like that. Um, it's... I I know I know Chris, you're not a fan, but I actually enjoy the indie just for the, just for the strategy and the tactics because it's two hundred laps and you spend about one hundred and seventy five of them getting yourself into the right Falling position. Asleep. You get getting yourself into the right position for your last pit stop, and it's only really a twenty five lap race. It's one of these where it's mostly about survival. Then you start then you start going quick at the end. Yeah, my my interest in indie indie lived and died with Fernando Alonso. I'm afraid. <laughs> so it, ma- it mainly died a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I would be very interested to see what Juan Pablo Montoya can do at his age. In a McLaren, incidentally. Oh. Uh, yeah, because Montoya is back in an extra car for the um, Team Spam, as we presented him. Schmidt, Peterson, Arrow, McLaren. I know that's yes. not the order it goes in, but Spam is better. It should It should be. Um, in, in the um, orange, orange and black camo car. Look, you know, it looks like somebody's fried East 17. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slightly niche reference <laughs> but um, yeah we'll be watching it I think it starts quarter to six UK time on Sunday and um, there'll be chat going on on the Discord so we'll be about and there'll be a couple of IndyCar experts joining us on the chat so any questions somebody will be able to get an answer it's a shame we don't do a play out track on this podcast isn't it like we did on the old Patreon ones otherwise I'd have played an East 17 song yeah, House of Love, I was going to suggest. <laughs> Google it. It's terrible. Uh, right, is it shunting time? Might as well. Must be. Yeah, let's face it, we're an hour and 25 in, plus two jacks. <laughs> <laughs> Only two. Uh, three, I've counted so far. <laughs> None of them me. Face one turn. of them was you. That last one was you. <laughs> uh, what, what, what did I say? Something between eight and ten. <laughs> Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't feel jackable. <laughs> you, you you know how I wanted that stream deck to punch stuff in live? It'd have come in really fucking useful tonight. Yeah, it would actually. I'd enjoy hearing live Jack. <laughs> but but you'd you'd have to press it before I said it. That's so the thing, you, you've got to know it's coming. Psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, you suggesting you could you expect the worst of the worst of us in advance? Mainly Lee. Does Jack Villeneuve yeah, still have a booking agent when it comes to music? Because I feel like we should try and book him for a gig somewhere when <laughs> <laughs> For what bushies when it reopens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nineteen ninety seven, Formula One world champion, Jack Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much you charge just to do that one song. Oh, then let's find out. <laughs> if anyone Patrons, has... if you want to see this happen. <laughs> if anyone has got Jack's booking details, please let us know. <laughs> hashtag Jack Villeneuve Isle of Man 2022. It's a really catchy hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all shunted up and ready to go then, Lee. Yes, this one was sent in by Matt uh, Matt. Splats. Oh. Matt Spacks. Splats. Matt Splats. Matt Splats. Yeah. Uh, 
I was born. Yay. In 1921. Oh, back in the day. 100 years. So we would expect some kind of anniversary with this. Mm. But a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say we would also expect some joke about my age. And we were disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I volunteered for the Finnish Air Force in 1939, but was uh, uh, commissioned in the American Tank Corps. Well, that's a bit of a difference. That's, yeah, American tanks, Christopher Lee. Flamed. Ooh. Uh, after, after World War Two, I drove Coopers in Formula 3, 2 and F1. Probably not Christopher Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Four. Uh, I was hang on, don't we need a guess? Note. We need a guess after three, don't yeah. we? Uh, yeah, it, the, the next clue wasn't I was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's not Christopher Lee. Disappointingly. <laughs> um, well, the thing is, everyone drove Coopers. It was like the only, it was the only who, American who car is, back Who then. is qualifying for the Finnish Air Force and the American tanks? Well, the Finnish, the Finnish service, Christopher Lee, that's why I thought it was him at first. Mm. He volunteered to um, fight for Finland because they didn't actually have their own military at that point. Uh, well, it wasn't big enough. So they were taking in people from other countries that okay. wanted to defend Finland. So that does not narrow it I, down on nationality. Yeah, it probably does. If they, if they were drafted into the American tank corps, then they'd have been American. Mm. I so like if, the idea that it wasn't him trying to draft himself in, that Christopher Lee, with with Finland not having an arm, army, just said, no, I'll defend I'll defend Iceland and went there, or Finland and went there himself. How, with a, with how, a very large sword, probably. How and a old? Cape. Would Dan Gurney have been? Because he invented gurney flaps that are on planes. So obviously knew some flying shit. Ooh. Yeah, that might not be a bad shout. Yeah. He was definitely alive in 66, because we've seen the film. He he died quite recently. He died died within the last few years. Yes, we did. I remember we've done a tribute show to him. First person to spray champagne. Yes. Yeah, that's a good shout. I I thought that was Jackie Stewart. Every day's a school day. And I think first uh, person to wear a closed crash helmet. Pioneer. A coward. Um, <laughs> Jackie Stewart was the first four. person to look like a shortbread tin on the podium. <laughs> uh, are, are you going with Mr. Flaps? Why not? Yeah. Gurney. We've got, right. we've got splats and flaps. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's that... a point. It's a new, the new episode of My Dad Wrote a Porno tonight. There is. There is. Focus. <laughs> four. Fangio scored his maiden victory in my Formula One debut when I crashed with eight other cars. Is it you doing Indy 500 iRacing? I took nine. Ca- <laughs> I took nine cars out, not right, eight. So someone better than you. <laughs> so, okay, somebody marginally less shit. It depends which way you look at it, to be honest. <laughs> so this is somebody who made their debut. Paul's the only one that entered entered an iRacing race and got a spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so somebody who made their debut I, right at the start. Yeah. I I um I entered the following day's race. Yeah. I entered the following day's race and got taken out on lap two. Whoops. Karma. No, fuming. Are you, are you good for the next clue? I think we are. Uh, my Cooper was the first rear-engined car to start a championship race. He's given me two fives. 
So does that mean you've got a eleven, or are you missing like a six? Yeah, there's 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 like an eleven. So I suppose ten could be a spaffer. <laughs> oh no, he's he's giving me a spaffer as well. This wow. is very generous okay. clue writing. We'll have both. Fi- we'll have both fives then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Five uh, A. Um, I I have two F one po- uh, podiums to my name, uh, and we're with a second place in Zanvo in nineteen fifty eight, and a third place uh, at uh, Presca. Is that is that a place? It is there. Pescara. Yeah. The following year, no idea what that is. P- it sounds Italian. C A R A. Pescara. It sounds it's on Italian. The Italian coast. It's on the uh, it? Adriatic coast, I believe. I had no idea. Uh, number six, uh, I came first in my class at Le Mans in 1930, uh, 1953, uh, finishing sixth overall. Don't jump at me with all your guesses at once. I won't. <laughs> I don't think it's Dan Gurney. No, I don't think. Dan, Dan Gurney, I think, has more podium than that. Mm. Kevin Spacey. He's got less podiums. <laughs> I photoshopped which... the picture of Kevin Spacey and put it onto the uh, onto the helmet part of my new tattoo and sent it to my friend saying, it's "You want to be Kevin careful Spacey putting now. Kevin Spacey on your helmet parts." No, it's it's okay. It, it was in uh, in in NME. He's apparently still he's got a new acting role and the new way of saying what was going on with uh, uh, Kevin Spacey is his his triumphant acting return after his sexual assault allegations. <laughs> That's, yeah, that seems a, a strange, strange way of introing it. <laughs> Feels mild. <laughs> oh, wait, is Kevin Spacey actually making some kind of comeback? And I've just picked that out of nowhere on a day that he's announced his return? Or Yeah, 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 yeah. He's wow, announced his okay. return. Jaime yeah. Elgashwari is announcing yeah. his return. Everyone's making a comeback, some more welcome than others. I mean, that's, that's like saying Fred West returned to um, building things up rather than digging holes. Well, he's back, isn't he? Because he's got he's suddenly... Yeah, he's he back. In the news at the moment, yes, because he, he may have uh, he may have plastered somebody in a wall in a house he was working in. But I don't think he's a yeah, total well, shunt. He might be. Did, didn't, they, didn't they dig up like the Fred West Cafe as well? Yeah. I, I see. I see. I just had this thing of all these policemen sat. Yeah, in the he, cafe Fred West used to help people. He did the Isle of Man TT races, so all of this could be lies that Fred West told. Wow. <laughs> But the, uh, what, what, I just imagined all these police in the Fred West Cafe going, oh, leads are dead, lads. Where do we look next? <laughs> um, we need a guest, don't we? Um, not, not, so. not Fred West or Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and it's sounding less and less like Christopher Lee with every... <laughs> <laughs> Um, How old would Mike Hawthorne have been when he died? Because he was big in the Le Mans. No, he'd have won more races anyway, wouldn't he? Because he also was a champion. British, yeah, me, so ignore. may not have been drafted into the American time. Yeah, before. he'd have he'd have had more than like a couple of scrappy podiums, though, wouldn't he? He'd have he'd have had multiple race wins. Yeah, I mean the yeah. the only American successful driver I can think in F1 was Phil Hill, and it definitely wouldn't be him because he was a world champion. Yeah, slightly needs to be someone less successful. Yeah. Um, that's right, Henry Ford Junior. Oh. oh no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't have been driving a Cooper. 
That's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. The Ameri- oh, I don't know. The American, don't know who it is. The American tank car and the ultimate British racing cars. Mm. I think, sh- should we skip this guess and just we might have move to. on? Yeah, skip it. Uh, I briefly led the 1954 Spanish Grand Prix before uh, I spun off uh, and par- uh, in my privately entered Maserati. Still as clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight. I came second in the 1959... Ooh, hang on a second. I'm going 1959 and uh, maybe they put... Because that's one nine five nine seven. That's a date I don't think real. <laughs> um, in the future. <laughs> so I'm thinking that one uh, 1959, and somebody's hit a seven by accident. Uh, Twelve hours uh, of Sebring partnering to Sterling Moss. Okay. So you can eliminate to Sterling Moss. <laughs> um, Thank you so much. <laughs> your mission should Number you nine. choose to accept it I've been extremely vocal in the promotion of the ro- uh, roll bar on European racing cars the safe, uh, safety feature required in America uh, uh, the safety feature required in America I've got now I've, I feel like I'm getting less the more we go into this Number 10, my mother was the first American woman to compete in an international Grand Prix event. I mean, this one's born in 1921 and their mum's doing a Grand Prix. That's that's impressive. This is wild. Mm. Hope it wasn't one of Max Mosley's parties. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, she may have been the first ever grid girl or something. Yep. Daringly showing an ankle. Oof. Careful now. Um, you got a spaffer? Um, I died in 1969 when I decided to, di- to dig deep for... Th- what? When I... Oh, yeah, no. Sorry, that was just... He said something else at the end, which was a message to me. The spaffer is, I died in 1960 when I... I feel he was going to write something else at the end there. And didn't. I died in 1960 when I. Yeah. Okay. Died. Yeah, presumably so. That's why you've been cut off mid-sentence. Yeah. When I stopped breathing and my brain stopped working. I've got now. I have nothing. I have got absolutely nothing. Same here. Not not, not a thing. Phil Hill wasn't champion until 1961, so it definitely isn't him. Mm -hmm. Um, American drivers... Pre Phil Hill, I I don't think I can name any. I'm not bad with the old F1, but from times when I've been alive and watched it, <laughs> I I have no idea who this person is. Eddie Cheever like, Senior. I've heard of Eddie Cheever, <laughs> so therefore, if I saw Eddie Cheever Senior, I would have guessed who that is. But this is a name I have never seen before. Well, we've been beaten, so we who have. are you? I am Harry Shell. Did he invent petrol? No, no, it's spelled differently. Ah. <laughs> Congratulations, Max. Uh, you you beat us totally. 
that was yeah. Yeah, that was tricky. That was a that was an immensely tough one. Um, but you needed Sean on phone a friend there, really. I think that? so. Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. We've been on a good streak lately, and that's really brought us back down to earth with a bump. <laughs> <laughs> how do you um, if you think you can continue our losing streak how do you send in a total shunt you can send me a DM on Facebook not Facebook I don't want you to add me on Facebook because that would be weird um, I would like you to add me on Twitter or Instagram and you can find me at a total shunt and if you want to get one for the um, for the reserve list for when Lee's um, been kidnapped by UFOs and is being rectally probed, send it to threelegsfourwheels yeah. at gmail.com. That's a num- numbers three and four in there. I'll have you know, I'll have you know I'm big on UFO Twitter now. The, I'm big on UFO YouTube. The video was part of last night now has 1,600 views. Very good. Very good. The, just want to point out as well, you know the F1 fantasy game? Yeah. We do, but does Chris have a working microphone? Yeah, of course I do. You know the actual official F one F one fantasy game, which is, I know of it, which yes. is terrible. It's not very good, but I've joined it this year, <laughs> and I haven't changed my team at all until this weekend. Um, there is a team on there called Three Legs and Four Wheels, and it is a Manx person called Brian. <gasps> Brian, wow. Brian, if you're listening, um, either thank you for the tribute or stop ripping us off. Our lawyers would be in touch if we had any. (laughs) Yeah, I'll find the link. I'll send it to you on the on our private chat thread. Please do. I'm intrigued to know who Brian is. Mm. Not not that it needs to be sent on a private chat thread. I've just given his team name out on uh, the podcast, so (laughs) anyone can search that and find him. Of course, you can you can search for us at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to help us out on the Patreon side of things, you get the show early, and we're going to go back to recording extra Patreon shows fairly soon with playout tracks. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels and donate anything from one pound, one euro, or one dollar upwards. And if you want to get us on Twitter individually, we are at Sean Cowper, at Flood21, and at Pablo100. Um, that's about it for this week, really, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll be uh, back next week with whatever news is going on, and um, I guess we'll be uh, previewing Baku. I guess so. Yeah. Might try and get a guest sorted, guest sorted out for next week if we can. Oh, I love Baku. It's a good race. Baku is it's... usually lively. The first one was it? The first one was rubbish. When it was the European yeah. Grand Prix, that's where they went wrong. Yeah, we've never had a bad Azerbaijan mm-hmm. Grand Prix, but we've had a boring European Grand Prix there. That, w- that was the um, Lewis were not allowed to tell you what button does what. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. The, the, well, that was rubbish anyway. That whole sort of like, mm, no, sorry, no driver management. That lasted precisely one race. And then yeah, they tried two, to, wasn't it, I think. And then they tried to replace it with, we'll put a waste bin in the car so you can put your tear-offs in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Although came, that came we... straight after. We did get the uh, we did get that fucking great message of uh, oh how's the weather then the weather is fine Lewis okay. <laughs> yeah yeah that's correct yeah <laughs> we'll have that and um, maybe some more if we can think of anything this time next week all right we'll see you later bye bye ciao bye. Bye.